in Ontario, you are allowed to euthanize your own dog. Kijiji is the worst place for brokers and puppy mills. I tell people over and over and over, if you want to stay off Kijiji, that is broker and puppy mill haven. The squeaky wheel gets oiled, so if everybody does their part and phones their MPP and says this needs to change, then something will be done. Welcome to Puppy Scammers, a podcast with an ugly name but a beautiful purpose. Brought to you by Kismut.com. In this episode, we will talk to Kimberly Thomas about her work with Kismut, her experience in dealing with puppy mills, and what to look out for when puppy shopping and so much more. What you're about to hear may be traumatic for some people. Listener discretion is advised. Let's do this. I grew up in Amish country um, way back when I was a child. So (laughs) I'm 53 years old. So going back to, you know, when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, um, I was uh, really good friends with uh, an Amish family that lived down the road. And I was you know, good friends with the little girl that was my age. Um, the Amish also used to shoe my horses as as I showed a lot of horses in my youth. Um, so I was always up at their farms and whatnot. Uh, as I got older, actually, when my children were born, when I was 20, 20 and 21, um, when I went back to work, uh, that same Amish family started babysitting my children. Now, it wasn't that particular family that actually had a puppy mill, but however, I had gotten to know a lot more Amish families, and it wasn't until one day that I was picking up my children from the babysitters, and um, there was some two dead dogs shot in the the manure pile, and I asked, why are there two dogs that have been shot in the manure pile? And they explained to me that they were cull dogs, Cull meaning um, dogs that are no longer useful, just like cows or pigs or whatever. When you cull a cow or you cull a pig, you you get rid of it. So um, they explained to me that they were no longer having, they were older dogs that no longer were having large litters uh, for them to sell the puppies. And I, I was horrified. And I said, well, don't ever do that again. Like, just call me and I'll pick the dogs up and find them home. Like, don't, don't do that. So from there, um, you know, a lot of the Amish, I shouldn't say a lot of them, most of them are, are all related um, and they're all under different bishops. So it didn't take long for the word to get out that, you know, I would take the call dogs. So it started out one or two families calling me saying, you know what, here's our call dogs. Uh, if you want to pick them up, you can pick them up. So I would go and pick them up and and uh, I hadn't even started a rescue yet. I was This was just all you know, just finding these dogs home so they didn't get shot. Um, So, you know, I would start off with maybe one or two a month or so like that. And then it got to be that I had Amish family after Amish family after Amish family after Mennonite family after Mennonite family calling me to take their call dog. Now, we'll back up just a, a... a bit before that. Prior to 1990, um, puppy mills were prolific in the United States. Um, Not so much in Canada, but very prolific in the United States. 
when mad cow disease came in, or the proper name for it is BSE, um, the Amish families and the Mennonite families were struggling on their farms to make enough money because the BSE had come in. And what year was that? Do you, do you recall? Uh, about 1990, 1991. Okay. So they started ripping the stanchions out of the barns and putting in kennels. When you think of you have to raise a beef cow, beef calf, from the time it's, you know, uh, a month or two old till you sell it at a year old, you've put $900 into that calf, you sell it for 15, you're only making $600 a calf. You put in 30 adult breeding dogs and they have, say, just the average litter of four puppies. I mean, lots of times they have six, seven, eight puppies, but just say average four puppies and they make $500 a puppy. I mean, they're making way more money Mm -hmm. than they are than beef cows. So that's why they started the whole bringing the dogs from the States, the breeding adult dogs, and it became prolific in Canada. Not that they don't do at all. They certainly do Mm -hmm. uh, have beef cows for their own consumption, and they do still sell them um, on the side. But a lot of the families, I'm going to say about 80% of the puppy mills in Ontario are owned by the Amish and Mennonite communities. So, um, and it's a very, very, very lucrative business. You know, I've had a lot of uh, blowback from that. People <clears throat> saying, well, that's a very uh, racist thing to say, That, but that's just the fact. It's, you know, it's agriculture, it's farming. Um, people in the cities aren't allowed to have puppy mills or breeding farms or kennels. They have to be on agricultural land. So anybody that's zoned agricultural can get a kennel license and breed dogs, and the dogs are considered livestock. Mm-hmm. So that is why it, the puppy mills are now prolific in Canada, is because if you have a farm and if it's zoned agricultural, you can breed dogs and they're considered livestock. For a breeding operation, or if you want to call it a puppy farm, or a kennel, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, they have to be zoned agricultural. Got you. Okay. Um, they're all over Ontario. However, um, very, very heavily populated uh, puppy mills, kennels, puppy farms, whatever you want to call them, um, are in Lucknow, and Milverton, and Millbank and Dorking, and Linwood, Wallenstein, um, Mm -hmm. Listowel, Elmer, uh, uh, Chelsea, Ontario. Um, Those are very heavily populated areas. Uh, Blythe is another one, Blythe, Ontario, heavily populated. Palmerston, Ontario, heavily populated. Brussels. Forest, Ontario. So, uh, do you want so jump back into your story there, if you want? Um, okay. So the Amish families uh, were asking me to take these dogs, and then it got to the point where um, I could no longer keep up with the amount of dogs that I was getting, um, and I had nowhere to put all these dogs. So, my husband built um, me a shelter, and I set it up uh, for the puppy mill dog in mine 
Um, it was a state-of-the-art facility, which I still have. And so when I would get calls, because I had over, at one point, I had over 50 Amish and Mennonite puppy mills calling me to take their call dogs. Now, they knew that I was, I guess you could say, a sucker. I didn't want to see these dogs getting shot. And they would say to me, we want our 15 or $20 per dog. Even though they were going to shoot them, they wanted 15 or $20 per dog. So they would hand me a dog that was seven, eight, nine years old, teeth falling out of its head. Um, very sweet dogs, but, you know, very rough shape. They, they had hernias, big hernias. They had bladder stones, kidney stones, entropians. They had... They had pyrometria, they had, uh, you name it, they had all these ailments. Um, and I would take these dogs, get them all vetted. Once they were better, I would, they had skin conditions, ear and eye infections, and, and just on and on and on. Right. Um, I'd get them all fixed up by the vet. I would get them spayed and neutered, dentals, and then they would get put up for adoption. Do these people still call you to pick up their call dogs? Very rarely. Um, back in 2016, there was a case of a, a large puppy mill that I kept complaining about to the township. And it was actually owned by a bishop. Mm -hmm. And um, they uh, took them to court. They charged them with animal cruelty and neglect, and they took them to court. And it was during that court hearing that they found out that I was complaining to the OSPCA. Mm -hmm. So they stopped communications with me. So you became the enemy, obviously, at that point. Exactly. So what I was doing was taking the call dogs, but I was also reporting them at the same time because I was getting into the barn all the uh. time. I would have to go pick up the dogs. So I was getting into the barns, and so I was seeing what was going on. I got to learn how you know, all the players, all the brokers, all the, you know, how they work, all the, the inner circle. My definition of a puppy mill is breeding mass, mass production of puppies. Um, a reputable breeder doesn't breed mass puppies. They're, they're looking to improve the breed. They're showing their dogs. They're looking to improve the breed and, and they're breeding maybe one or two litters of puppies a year. Right. Um, they'll keep one or two puppies back for their own program for showing or for breeding. But they're not producing 30 litters a year or 40 litters a year or 50 litters a year. Uh, to me, a puppy mill, my, my terminology of a puppy mill is mass breeding. Dogs in a barn, a shed that are mass producing puppies merely for profit. Right. That is what I call a puppy mill. Um, for people that don't know, because I've spoken to many people that when you tell them exactly what went down as far as like dealing with a broker um, who's getting these sick dogs and selling them, a lot of people still like don't even know about this. So what is the process from puppy mill to broker to person like me who's foolish and buys a puppy mill dog? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So the puppy mills are the ones that breed the dogs uh, and uh, produce the puppies and brokers go into the puppy mills or they go to the puppy mills, they buy litters of puppies. So they'll go and buy a litter of 
cockapoo puppies or a litter of golden doodle puppies and they'll buy a litter of uh whatever there is uh aussie doodle puppies um bichon poo puppies and they'll pay anywhere from 300 to 500 dollars per puppy they take those puppies back to their house they advertise them on kijiji or wherever and they'll sell them for 1500 2000 2500 3500 I've even seen them as high as 4000 and 4500 And that is what a broker does. He is making mass amounts of money from puppy mill dogs. Right. And then in some cases, they, you're allowed to go right to the farm and buy them right. from the farm. The actual puppy mills have beautiful websites, which you should never be fooled by a beautiful website because they hire people to make those websites. And they're beautiful pictures and you think, oh, this must be very legit. And they'll say, my puppies are guaranteed. That is a whole other farce that we'll get into. But um, yes, you are allowed to go to some of the actual puppy mills, but what they're doing is they have found the loophole in the law. And what they'll do when you go to get the puppy is they won't take you into the barn or they won't take you into the shed or they won't allow you into the house to see where the dogs are living. And you should never, ever buy a puppy if you're not welcome into the kennel or the house or the shed where those puppies are living and the environment. You want to see those adult dogs. You want to see what they're living in, what their living conditions are in. So nine times out of ten when you go to the puppy mill, they'll bring the puppy out of the barn or out of the shed and they'll show you one or two puppies at a time. You don't go into the kennel, you don't go into that shed or you don't go into that house and you buy the puppy. That's that's a big no-no. Right. Because you want to make sure that those adult dogs are in a really good living environment and they're clean and they're well taken care of there's no more than very 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 little feces and urine they've got food and water in front of them all the puppies look very healthy and fat and social the mother must be very social you know i tell people you know there's one trick to know if they do allow you into the kennel say can we take the mom dog for a walk on a leash? It's a good idea. Try and put a leash. <clears throat> try and put a leash on that mama dog and just take her for a nice little walk around the yard. Nine times out of ten, that dog has never had a leash on it because that mom dog lives in that kennel twenty four hours a day, three hundred and sixty five days a year. She doesn't get socialization. She doesn't get walks on leashes. She doesn't get out in the yard to play. Those aren't pets. Those mom and dad dogs are not pets. Those are livestock. They're there to produce puppies. They're not there to be petted and loved upon and treated like pets. They're livestock. They have one purpose and one purpose only. And is and and is that the way you want to see dogs live? You know, you may get a, a cute little bouncy puppy. But Morley, do you think that that mama dog should spend her whole life from the time she's breeding age or right from the time she's a puppy until she's a cull dog living in a kennel her entire life, 
24 hours a day, 365 days a year being bred on every single heat cycle. In Ontario, I know this sounds crazy to a lot of people, but in Ontario, you are allowed to euthanize your own dog. So you are allowed to shoot your dog, you're allowed to gas your dog, you're allowed to dispose of your dog. Yes, it is perfectly legal in Ontario. It sounds crazy, but it absolutely is true. Now, if you were to try and shoot a neighbor's dog, no, you can't do that. (laughs) Um, If some neighbor's dog was barking and you took a shot at that dog, she'd be in a lot of trouble. Of course. But on on a farm, if it's your own dog and you want to call that dog, you can shoot it. That's perfectly legal. So so that means most of these mills have copious amounts of bones. They're no longer producing large enough litter or they become too sick or they're injured um, and they're no longer of use to them. They're a call dog. It's like a cow. Once it's done milking for, you know, it's nine, 10 years old and it's, it's at the end of its life, it either goes for Hamburg, or if the cow if the cow cow is too sick, then they just shoot it right on the farm. You just bury it in the backyard somewhere. Right. It is very nuts. But but as I told you, until the laws are changed, that these dogs should not be mass produced and they should not be considered livestock, as our laws allow them to be considered livestock. Mm-hmm. then they're treated no different than your cows, your pigs, your chickens. Right. People will ask me, is this a legitimate kennel? Is this a puppy mill or is this a good breeder? Mm. Because on their website, it says we are a licensed kennel. So that automatically makes people think, oh, it's a licensed kennel. That must, it, that must mean it's a good kennel. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Right. Wrong. All licensed kennel means is that they go to their township, they pay a yearly fee, whether it's $100 a year, $125, 150 at the very most $175 a year. I know in my own township, it's 100 a year. You can get a kennel license as long as you're zoned agricultural. You can get a kennel license. So for $100 a year, you can get a kennel license, and then you can fill your barn up with dogs, and you can breed them. Mm-hmm. And the township hands them those kennel licenses. Now, some townships inspect the kennels. A lot of them don't. The ones that do, they give the kennels at least 21 days notice of when their kennel inspection is. That is crazy. Yeah. And that is what I have been fighting for so long. is because that's like the police phoning the crack house saying we're going to raid your crack house yeah. in 21 days. Yeah. So hide the evidence quickly. So they're going to hide the evidence. They're going to clean up. And I mean, what good is that giving them notice? What happens when they give the puppy mills notices is the puppy mills. First of all, they, they, if they're breeding, if they're allowed to have 50 dogs and they've got 65, they move 15 dogs to another barn down the road, to another barn. And so they've, they've got their allotted dogs. If there's any sick or injured or dogs, they'll move them out of the barn. They'll clean like crazy. And the township comes in and goes, you're all good. 
and slaps a uh, license on the door. Hmm. I have been to Puppy Mills where the license is fresh. It is not even a week old. And it is back exactly the way it was before the life, before the inspection. Right. They're hauling their dogs back home, the sick ones, the injured ones. The, there's, it's disgusting. It's dirty. It's filthy. It's, the ventilation is horrible. Um, yeah. This is our Canadian Kennel Code allows that an adult breeding dog, as long as they have enough space to stand up, turn around, lay down, and stretch out, that's adequate space for a dog for 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. That's what our Canadian Kona Code allows. Right. That's awful. That's, 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 could you imagine a person in that small a space being kept, even our most hideous criminals, like our Paul Bernardo of yeah. the Canadian system, I mean, gets treated better than that. Yeah, that's true. And these, these dogs don't have a choice either in the matter. It's, they just, exactly. They're just forced to do it. Exactly. So now, is there something? On, so, what can people do to, to change that? Is there something that they can do to 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 like you know what attempt to change What people need to things? do is phone their MPPs. They need to phone their townships, and they need to complain. This is not acceptable. This is just not acceptable. Right. Write letters to your MPP. Call them. If everybody makes a lot of noise, the squeaky wheel gets oiled. So if everybody does their part and phones their MPP and says this needs to change, then something will be done. But until that, there's only a few squeaky wheels. There's there's not enough of us that are making enough noise. Uh, you know, I have never heard of anybody say, put their hand up and say, yeah, I like puppy mills. Anybody yeah. I've ever talked to says they're disgusted by puppy mills. So if millions of Canadians are just so disgusted about them, why are they allowed? Because nobody is making enough noise. They're saying, no, I hate them, but they're not doing their part. They're not following their MPPs. They're not making enough noise. Right. And then ultimately as well, I think um, a lot of these ads, like places like Kijiji and, and that are advertising dogs, before even putting down a deposit, because most of these brokers and, and you know, mill owners, though, you, you need to put it up, actually breeders as well, but they, they you know, they expect a deposit, so you reserve your puppy, or, you know, before you even Which go to see them. just crazy to me, yeah. is that somebody would put a $500 deposit on something they haven't seen or touched in person yet. Right. You would not buy a couch that you could not see and feel most people right. would not buy a couch or something they're going to spend $3,500 on or right. 4000 or $5,000 on when they haven't seen that puppy, they haven't felt that puppy, they haven't seen the environment that puppy's coming from, and they're going to e-transfer them or mail them a check for $500. Right. That's, that's what I was There's thinking. There's also so many scams out there right now on Kijiji. Kijiji is the worst place for brokers and puppy mills. I tell people over and over and over, if you want to stay off Kijiji, that is 
Broker and Puppy Mill Haven is Kijiji. Yeah, I learned the hard way on that one. Yes, um, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, but exactly. you're not the first, and you won't be the last. Exactly. So I, like, I'm assuming that before, first and foremost, before even putting a deposit, go and see the mom and dad and the breeder and the, the environment before even putting down your money, right? That's pretty much the, the basic rule. And if they give you any excuse, they give you any excuse, oh, we don't want to bring disease into our home. Baloney, yeah. okay? That's baloney. Don't let them talk to you like that. Yeah. Don't let them don't let yourself think oh well that could be legit that is baloney they can also say well it's because of covid right now that is baloney the covid you can wear your mask you can take your hand sanitizer you can distance yourself from the breeder you can see the environment where these dogs are living you can see the parents of the dogs so don't let them give you oh because of COVID, you can't come and see the dogs. You wait in our laneway and we'll bring the puppy out to you. That is the biggest, since COVID started in January, now this is their biggest excuse. Right. It, before that, it was, if it was a puppy mill, no, we don't want anybody to come into our barn to give diseases. James and stuff, yeah. If it's a broker, their excuse is, oh, we're just selling these puppies for a friend or for my uncle or for my mother. Or, mm -hmm. You know, that's why the parents aren't here. Heard that one too. Um, and no, you can't come into my house because we don't want diseases or, or because of COVID. Baloney. Don't yeah. listen to that. If they don't allow you in to see those, those parents are living, you walk away. If they are forcing you to put a down payment on before you've even seen that puppy or where the environment is that's living, walk away yeah yeah i think we could do an entire episode just on kijiji and just on the ads because there's there's, there's so many red flags for instance like if, if the person's been a member of kijiji for you know it just says 2020 and they're they don't even have a name and they're selling dogs it's that's a red flag right there you know right so and in this episode what i want people to know is if it says on their website we are a licensed kennel that means nothing yeah okay, that means nothing for them to say we are a licensed kennel all that means is they've paid a hundred dollars a year to have a kennel license i can get a kennel license because i'm zoned agriculture and i do have one i pay my 100 dollars a year and i have a kennel license because i board dogs if i wanted to breed dogs i could breed dogs if you if you had uh 15 acres or 20 acres or 50 acres and you were zoned agricultural you could get one as well mark yeah. anybody can get a kennel license as long as they're zoned agricultural so when they say um we're a licensed inspected kennel that means nothing with my website at www.kismet.com mm -hmm. these are all canadian puppy mills ontario specifically puppy mills right they're pictures that i have taken they're videos i have taken and they're exactly what's happening in ontario not the u.s in ontario yeah okay well, until, okay. yep, that's great. Until next time, we will uh, chat uh, soon. Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening. And please share this podcast with family and friends and help prevent others from buying sick and dying puppies from the Mills of Ontario. In the next episode of Puppy Scammers. When I looked at the vaccination paper, first thing I noticed, one, it was a photocopy. Two, I looked at the dates. Originally, it had said April and it was crossed out and somebody had written in August. Originally it was circled male, which was crossed out to circle female. My husband said, oh, we were talking to Raymond. 
and we're looking for Raymond. And she said, well, do you mean Robert? And my husband said, Robert who? And she said, Robert Penner. I think even if you just look up Robert Penner, OSPCA, it instantly comes up. Yeah, the headline reads, Listable man convicted of cruelty after OSPCA raids. We drove to the vet and he didn't think there was any kidney function left and she wasn't going to recover from this and that it was better for her to be put to sleep. 